Hey, man, and welcome to the Badam Chain with Carl. Howdy, my rowdies, and welcome to the Badam Chain with Carl, man. Appreciate you hanging out with us this week, man. Feeling good. Uh, right before I started recording this thing, just looking out the window of my lovely office here, and literally birds are chirping, right? It's this beautiful ass sunny day. Birds are chirping and I'm inside recording this for you guys. That's how much I love you, man. Check it out, man. Big news for me anyway. Uh, starting next week, Ultimate Comedy coming back at the East Room in lovely East Nashville. And I'm excited about it, man. And I'm also nervous. Right? Because it's been like six months since I've been on stage. And if anybody's done comedy at all, you know, that's a long time to not do it. You know, I don't think I lost it, but it's definitely going to be revamping, as it were. Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. So look out world. Right? <laughs> now, that should be cool, man. Uh, the Grey Grays are going to be on stage at East Room. And Sean Parrott cannot be there, but he sends his regards. He'll be there soon. Uh, we got Mark Anunson, the mighty Mark Anunson, to uh, play with the Grey Grays on that stage. So there will be music in that classic ultimate comedy vibe. So there you go. Also, man, uh, I'm going to run a little personal ad space since I don't usually run ads on this thing. I'm going to give you some badumching ad space. Here we go. Merch is now available. That's right. You heard it here first. I got t-shirts. We got stickers. And it's all the uh, logo of the podcast, which was designed by our friend Taylor Stringer. Follow her on Instagram at Taylor Lee Stringer. And yeah, man, DM me if you can on Instagram or Twitter or send me an email. CR3comedy at gmail.com. We got the shirts going for like 20 I got the stickers, you know, like two bucks. You get three for five. Hooked up. Anyway, man, check them out online. And yeah, we'll hook you up, dude. So there's your ad space. You're welcome. All right, man. Let's jump right into it. This week's guest is my man, Renard Hirsch. Now, I think everybody in Nashville knows Renard because he's been on the scene for a long time. You know what I mean? Uh, he does a lot of a lot of history with Renard, man. He's done comedy for a long time. Not just in Nashville. Uh, he was in Chicago. He was in L.A. And uh, I got his bio up here. I'm just going to skim through it a little bit. Just give you some of the highlights, man. So he's performed at the world-famous Laugh Factory, the Comedy Store, Zanies. He's appeared on BET's A Time to Laugh. He shared the stage with comics such as Kevin Hart, Bruce Bruce, J.B. Smoove, Polly Shore, Carl Roberts III. <laughs> well, if you count open mics, he shared the stage with Carl Roberts III. One of the funniest people, man. We caught him on the road. He was with uh, Kansas City's Chris Porter, and we caught up with him in Oklahoma City. What follows is a fun time. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Renard Hirsch. Trying to find me a good job, trying to find me a good job. I thought a good job would be go teaching. Teaching ain't a good job. Teachers don't really make the kind of money you think they do. I thought teachers made good money. Teachers don't make a dime. My first year teaching, I was broke. 
Yeah, I taught for the first semester. Then we went on Christmas break. I came back after the break. I looked up. I was on free lunch. <laughs> I was in line with the kids. I'm like, ain't this a... Like, Let me borrow 35 cents so I can get an ice cream sandwich. Come on, man. I just want one of them hot cookies. <laughs> Love them hot cookies. Tough out here being a, sub, a teacher, too, man. I used to work as a sub. Subbing is tough because you never know what you're walking into. You don't. Some days you have a good day. Some days you just don't know. Because you know, you know, some days you're not. Everybody here didn't had a substitute before. You know. Now, some days the kids, you have a good day. Some days the kids walk in, they sit down, they quiet. You learn something. It's a good day. But other days, you just lose control of class. It ain't nothing you can do. You know, the kids get to running around the classroom, throwing paper balls, stabbing each other in the neck with pencils. <laughs> ain't nothing you can do. But I'm here to tell y'all tonight, ain't nothing worse in the world to make you feel like less of a man than when that little old woman teacher from across the hall got to come get your class straight for you. Because <laughs> your class ain't got so loud the whole school can hear what's going on. That 85-year-old woman coming in, kick your door in like the 18. She walks straight up in there. Boom! What is going on in here? Uh-uh, everybody sit down and shut up. Cut the lights off. Everybody put your head on the desk. <laughs> now, y'all know y'all don't act like this when the real teacher's here. I'm like, damn, you just gonna say that with me standing right here? <laughs> yeah, she, she kept going. She was like, now everybody listen up. All right, now this fella right here, he is a grown man. <laughs> yes, he is. He is six foot two. I'm looking at him. All right, so y'all need to treat him with some respect and not like the bitch y'all are making him out to be. <laughs> I'm like, are you not calling me a bitch in front of the class? <laughs> She turned around, she said, Elder Barge, because I'm talking to you. <laughs> I turned around, I said, no, ma'am. I turned around, put my head back on the desk with the kids. They're like, this is <laughs> Hey, y'all, that's my time, y'all. My name is Renard Hirsch. Y'all enjoy the rest of the show. Thank y'all. Renard, I got your back, man. I appreciate you doing this again. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, man. You know, I apologize for that thing. You were like one of the last ones I did before my uh, uh, killed my computer. So crash. <laughs> yeah, before the crash happened, man. So yeah, I'm like one of the Avengers, man. I got caught up in the blip. <laughs> That's right, man. I found. But now I'm I'm glad I got you now because uh, uh, you know now, now there's just more more to talk about, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like like right now you're you're on the road, right? Yeah, out, out here in the uh, wonderful OKC, mm. uh, nice and spread out. Um, <laughs> every everything is twenty minutes away from everything. <laughs> yeah, That's what they good. say. I, I, I always like OKC, man. They always have great crowds. They always come out and laugh and have a good time. So That's the is that the at the Looney Band, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So they they I, they they treated me good. I'm 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 uh, two days in and I'm about out of merch. So <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm, I'm glad about that. We still got four more shows to go. So I'm like, oh, I might have to. Had to get a replenish before I leave. <laughs> I hear that, man. That's a, that's a stretch, though, man. Six six days you do you doing? Uh, yeah. What are we doing? Uh, what are we do Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. When, yes, but we a bunch of Wednesday, bunch of Thursday, and two Friday, two Saturdays. I got you, cool, man. Very cool. Knock that rust off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So me and me and Chris Porter out here. So he's he's. He's killing it. You know, yeah, I, mean, I remember you saying you're going out there with Chris, man. He's one of my favorites, man. I ain't gonna lie. You yeah. know, yeah, he's special. really good, man. The people, 
the people came out, man. He's a cool guy, and he uh, came. The people came out to see him, and it was like it was like the last show Thursday night. It was full house, you know. Yeah. Like, how, uh, how does people? How does his people respond to you, man? Because like you know, he's such like a uh, like a smart ass on stage. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please do. Uh, last night I was doing. Uh, I did the show, and a lady came up to me and. Uh, said, hey, you know what? You remind me of uh, that other guy, the other comedian. Um, he was in um, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. I'm like, <laughs> Eddie Murphy? <laughs> and she, the lady said, like, yeah, yeah, you're just like him. I was like, oh, okay, well, okay, I'll take that. I'm yeah, like, I've never, yeah. I've never but I was like, apparently, maybe me and Eddie Murphy are the only comedian she's ever seen in her life. <laughs> and uh, so... <laughs> Okay, these two guys were alike. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Hey, I, I'd take that. It sounds like good company yeah, yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, they were, they were their crowds were great, man. They 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 came out and they they showed me a lot of love and you know and I I I did the meet and greet after the show and everybody's real nice, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a great time with them. So they were they were uh you know they just they came to have a good time. So very cool, man. Wait, and, and I think I think I think it's good too like with you know with us having contrasting styles. I think it's it's good, you know. So it's like That's refreshing. You know, yeah, with him got the smart ass thing going on, and I've got the uh, I don't know what I have going on, but uh, <laughs> and then we have a host, uh, a host Megan. Uh, she's out of Wichita. She she's hosting, so she's she's really good. So you know, she's she's got her her perspective. I got mine, and Chris has his. So I think it makes for a, a, you know lots of layer. But you know, and we, we, me and Chris kind of have some similar stuff, though. You know, like we're both you know in our forties, we're both single. You know, so true. you know, I. I I talk a little bit about that. He talks a little bit about that. And uh, so I think uh, after seeing it said, I may cut back on a little of my, my dating stuff, but, um, but yeah, but I mean, they, they, you know, I didn't throw him off any, like, you know, he didn't, some, we talked about some of the states, same stuff, but they laughed just as hard when he came out and talked about it too. So that's great to hear, man. Yeah. Hey, yes. Your merch, man. Hey, you selling shoes out there, man? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I got the, I'm selling the henna hoop cups. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I got I got a, a joke about my uncle that that, that makes uh, makes up these messed up alcoholic drinks, mm. and so uh, so I, I do that. I have a I have a little cup I sell at the end of the show. So. Very cool, man. Hey, so tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, when you started doing the, you got in the shoe making game, man. Like, how did that even oh, begin yeah. for you, dude? Yeah, man. It's it's been really good, man. It's just uh, it, it's 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 like it's a whole new thing and no new vibe new community you know to deal with like you know sneaker heads are like you know really intense and you know about that type of stuff and so yeah. uh it's been really good like I, I had a uh, a pair of shoes that i needed repaired uh during the pandemic and then when i called the guy who usually fixes my shoes uh i went online to call him and he was out of business due to covid wow so i was like oh man so i'm like now what am i gonna do so i'm like i, I get online i'm like it's got to be a video on youtube you know like youtube has a video to tell you how to do anything. So I was like, let me get on here and let me see if you know, they, maybe they tell me the right kind of glue I need to re-glue these soles. And so I found it. I found the glue, ordered it, and fixed it. And then I just, when I got on YouTube, I kind of went down the wormhole mm-hmm. and uh, and just started watching video after video. And I was like, oh, okay, so you do that. And you, you know, learn how, learn how to paint and bought a compressor, bought an airbrush. And then before I knew it, I was like, I was, I was fixing them and then I would post them online. And then like, every time I post them online, I get like a couple of hits, you know, people hit me up and like, Hey man, I got, I got three pairs of Jordans or Nikes or whatever, you know, yeah. you, could, you could fix these. So I'm like, all right, yeah, send, send them to me. I got, I'll, I'll 
do my best to bring them back to life. <laughs> That's great, man. Like, I wish I had some of my old shoes, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think the one, man, you know, yeah, I really like the old ones. Like, you know, like I, I got a guy sent me uh, his uh, Reebok pumps. Yeah, man. Those are some of my favorites, too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I always thought that was just a cool concept. How you know you pump the shoe up and it's supposed to make it jump higher. I don't know if it ever did or not, but uh, <laughs> as a young, uh, impressionable kid, I believed it. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'll tell you a funny story about the pumps, man. Yeah, I, was, I think they were blowing up. I was in like sixth grade, right around 90, 91. And uh, my cousin got some. And uh, he was so proud of them, you know what I mean, as, as he yeah. should be. And they're like the classic yeah. black with the orange ball, you know. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it, all, all of us were just so jealous, you know. Yeah. But uh, apparently one day he was just walking uh, around school uh-huh. and like stepped on a pebble. And uh-huh. I guess the, the air was so tight, it like uh-huh. blew the soul out of his shoe. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, but like my family's not that, you know. They spent all that money for one pair of shoes. He ain't getting a second yeah. pair. So he's still trying to look cool yeah. <laughs> with his blown yeah. out soul. <laughs> so could you tell when it when it blew, you could tell, was he walking funny? Oh, my God, dude. It was so funny, man. Like, you know, like he looked like an 11-year-old pimp. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just had this, he had like this heavy strut, but it was yeah. a necessity. <laughs> Pimping and limping. That's how we do it. <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> So yeah, that, that's yeah. You must have pumped it all the way up to the max, all, yeah. all the way up. You know what I mean? So yeah, 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 I <laughs> yeah. So I, I, uh, I, I, I fixed a couple women's shoes. A couple women saw. You know, they were like, "Hey, I got this pair of you know uh, heels that are scuffed up. You know, can you repaint these?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I think I'll, I'll try it out." You know, like, yeah. Fix those up, and and I, I posted them. I, when the first time I fixed it, a pair of there were a pair of boot heels. And uh, basically, they were just scuffed up, so I had to I had to sand them down and then repaint the the, the heel part. Mm-hmm. And I uh, posted them on online, and uh, so it was just two boots. And um, and they some people they didn't read the caption at first, and then my one of my friends he read the caption. He was like, "Oh, thank God! I thought this was going to be a message. I thought you were coming out." Uh, <laughs> I was like, "No, man!" <laughs> I was like, "Fake news." <laughs> you got to read. You got to read it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Man, are, are, are you taking like can have you uh started just reselling them or are you just helping people out right now yeah yeah i've done both so like okay. sometimes I'll, I'll go on ebay yeah and look like somebody will put some shoes up for like 30 or 40 bucks and then uh you know i'm like oh i think i might you know i'll look at it and see i like i think i can fix that you know so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get it bring it home fix it run it through the thing and and then resell i sold a couple of them you know back on ebay oh great yeah so, yeah so that's 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 been good too so yeah, I, I saw you joke online and said, uh, like, you're like Al Bundy these days, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Renal Bundy. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Renal, Renal Bundy, Bundy, the comedy cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to come up with as many aliases as you can. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, let's, let's, you mind uh, if we backtrack a little bit, man? I, you know, yeah, you, uh, right. give, give us a little lowdown, like, maybe, like, how you started doing comedy. And specifically, uh, comedy in, in Nashville too, man. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Well, my my story is kind of unique. Uh, I, I uh, uh, started doing comedy. I was around, uh, let's see, maybe around twenty. Uh, stepped on stage, knew what I was going to do, standing ovation first night, and never looked back. Yeah, and that's not what happened. Uh, I did. The- <laughs> 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 no, I did. Uh, I, I started. Uh, I was in. Uh, 
uh, I was in college. I went to TSU and uh, I was uh, I was I was I was a business major and really was not learning anything. I was like I, I took accounting in high school and I'm thinking, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll be accounting major when I get to, you know, uh, college and uh, got to accounting, took the first class, took the first test D on the first day. Uh. Like, oh, oh, uh, I guess uh, it's a lot different than uh, high school. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think I, I think I, I think I dropped that class like right after that, and then uh, so I, I got myself. I was still a business major, so but I, I wasn't really happy with the major. I wasn't learning anything, and uh, I'm sitting there. I'm like, when I get up out of here, nobody's gonna hire me. I'm like, I've learned nothing, and so uh, so uh, but fortunately, I took a theater class um, my sophomore year, and mm-hmm. uh, from, from this teacher. And uh, I, I really didn't do all that great in the class. You know, uh, I, I had another friend that was in it. So I was like, he was like, hey, I'm taking this theater class. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll take it. And so um, um, and so then the late that summer, I was sitting in the in the uh, office uh, trying to decide what to do with my life. And then that same teacher came in. and was like, hey, we're doing uh, Raised in the Sun this summer uh, for this play. And uh, we may have a few roles open if you're interested. So I'm like, all right, all right I'm not doing nothing you know, else with my life. So like, why not try some theater? Yeah, so I uh, started, started doing theater and then just fell in love with the process, you know, like they, uh, um, when we got there, you know, the rehearsal, you know, process and just how everything came together and how everybody worked together to make this final product. Um, so I just really fell in love with it. And I felt like, oh, this is something I can see myself actually doing, you know, in, in, in whatever capacity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I had um, my uh, my friends who were around. They were they were like, hey, man, you should you should do comedy, you know. And I'm like, eh. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, I'll try it out, you know. So because I was doing the theater, kind of got me ready to speak in front of large crowds, you know. So I got you. I'm like, all right, now let me let me try it out. Yeah, because actually before that, I had a for like maybe a year, maybe about a year and a half or two before I ever did comedy, I uh, I wrote I wrote some comedy. Like, okay. okay, if I were to go on stage, what would I say? You know, so I wrote I wrote some stuff out, and um, and so then finally, huh. So you wrote like a, about a year before you even. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not a stage. year worth of material, but just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I just had, I had, I had a notebook and I was like, anytime I thought I knew something I thought was funny, I would write it down in the notebook. Huh. And so, uh, yeah. So then uh, I finally tried it. Uh, I had, had one of my other, uh, uh, another guy who was in college with me. We just talked about how we love comedy. And uh, I looked up and he was, he was doing the open mic at Zanies and uh, he was passing out flyers around the campus. And I'm like, Oh man, this is cool, man. I was like, man, I need to be trying to do this. And he was like, yeah, man, quit saying you're going to do it and just do it. Mm. And so I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I went, I went down to, uh, I found, I, I didn't, I didn't want to start his Zanies. I was like, I didn't want to <laughs> go to the, to the, to the big league. I was like, let me, let me go do an open mic and uh, see, yeah. uh, see how that goes. So I went and did the open mic at uh, the bar car, which was okay. uh, over in uh coming station. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did the, the first night I, uh, I, I went up and, I threw the first joke out and it hit the floor. And so, <laughs> so then it's like, you know, it's like, it doesn't go anything like you think it's going to go <laughs> your first time, you know? So yeah. I'm like, uh, but one guy, he fell out laughing. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. It's funny. Maybe just not with this crap. Mm. So I was like, all right, I'll just take a note of that. So I I kept, you know, I, I kind of sped through my jokes I had prepared. And then I had, a, I used to do impression of, of the rock mm. for my clothes. And so I, I did that for my theater class. So I knew, that will be decent at least. Yeah. So, so I got to that. And at the end of the, and when, after the end of the mic, you know, some of the other, you know, veteran comics were like, Hey man, you know, keep, keep coming out, man. You got some potential, you know? So 
I was like, all right. So, you know, I just, I kind of, you know, kept, kept coming out and, you know, then, you know, the ball kind of starts rolling and, you know, other comics like, Hey, why don't you come do this show? And then, you know, then you start getting booked. And so and after that, it was just kind of, just kind of, kind of kept snowballing, you know? Well, what was the scene like here in Nashville uh, when you were starting, man? Uh, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty small, you know, uh, not, a, uh, not a lot of comics. Um, I guess, uh, you, you know, we only had two places to perform comedy, you know, it was, you pretty much it was the bar car and Zanies, mm-hmm. and so uh, at the time uh, Zanies they they yeah they had the open mic, um, but I think I think I waited. It was maybe a couple of months before I applied to do the open mic there, and uh, it was it was real crazy because I I can't remember what happened, but the, I I got the okay from the club to do their open mic, and then the night uh, I invited all these people, and then the day of the thing, my name wasn't on the list. Hmm. And so like, I called down to Zanies and the, the lady, like, I was like, yeah, I, 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 uh, just trying to make sure I can get on the show. I like I invited all these people. And so she's the lady who's there at the time. She's like, give me your first joke. And so <laughs> I gave her my joke over the phone and she was like, okay, all right, come on. I guess you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> she let me, uh, yeah, looking back on it, you're like, I would never <laughs> try to tell a joke over the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that's you know. But when you're you're young, young comic, you're just like, hey, I, I don't, I don't know. I let me, let me. I, you know, you're just like, you don't, you don't know what to do. You're like, hey, I'll, I'll just do it. I gotta, I invite all these people, so it's yeah. the only option I have at this point. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah. So then you had, um, uh, yeah, it was some funny guys. You know, you had Jesse Perry was around. Uh, Keith Alberstadt was here. Um, uh, Chad Ryden was around. Mark Nunson was here. Um, uh, I can't, I can't remember if if if, if Nate. Nate started around the time or a little bit after me or he might he could have started before I can't remember mm. but I know it was at some point during the early career he was around mm-hmm. and uh, and so yeah so it was but the, uh, but yeah but everybody was you know everybody was was always pretty cool you know I, uh, I never had any issues with anybody but uh, but every, yeah it was, it was pretty uh, Tim Northern was I think Tim Northern was still here too mm. so uh, yeah so I got to got to watch him I thought he was really 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 fun I thought I always thought like he even Brad, Brad Edwards, he, you know, Brad Edwards was around. He was funny. Uh, uh, I always thought uh, Keith Alberstadt and Tim Northern were, were always really funny. Jesse Perry, too. Um, so, um, so yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, so that's how I was. And then, uh, uh, then we, then we started, I, I got a chance to do uh, a guy came in and said, Hey man, you think you can do an urban crowd? I'm like, yeah, let's, let's try that. So mm-hmm. and then I, I kind of, I got, uh, I wrote because into doing comedy too. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So he was, he was like, I was the guy that people were surprised I was doing comedy because I wasn't the loud guy in the school cracking up, you know. So I was, but like my, my friends that, that knew me, they knew I was funny. Yeah. And uh, Brian, he was like the outgoing comedy uh, guy. Was, okay. Like he could, he could freestyle rap really well. You know, we go to the party, he would rap and stuff. And so, uh, so I was like, oh man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta come, come check it out, man. Come check out the show. So he came and uh, one of the shows, it was like, Maybe four people showed up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, man, nobody's even here, man. You might as well try some comedy. And he was like, hey, you know what? He's like, all right, if y'all give me another drink, I'll go up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we bought him another drink, and then he went up, and actually, he had a good set. And uh, yeah, so he was, I was like, okay, cool. I was like, yeah, I can. But I've known, I've known because since uh, I think my sophomore year in high school. Oh, so, wow. and, and so we hung out back since high school. So I was like, all right, cool. I got another buddy that I can kind of run with, yeah. you know, uh, in the, in the, in the comedy game. So that always makes it, 
makes it a little easier, you know, because y'all are y'all are pretty much going through the same stuff at the same time, you know. No, I hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's funny that misnomenclature about like everybody thinks that the guys that are going to stand up were the class clowns, mm-hmm. you know, in high school, and that's really not the case most of the time, you know. Yeah, uh huh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, some of those guys are, but yeah, but it's like you know, yeah, it's 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 a it's a lot that goes into comedy that a lot of people don't don't think about. I because I, I think really I, I lean a lot on my theater training. Mm. Uh, you know, they helped me a lot. And then, and then, of course, you do have to have some natural instincts, you know, just about what what uh, what people think is funny and just, you know, just trying to get get on the pulse of what 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 the world is talking about, what people are talking about, you know, just kind of you know, uh, staying relevant. You know, I think that's that's one of the, the, the bigger challenges of of, uh, of of comedy, just staying relevant, you know, throughout the, the years. Yeah, man. So you, 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 you touch on an interesting point. Could you elaborate a little bit on uh, like maybe how your theater training has informed your uh um yeah i think well one thing definitely was the rehearsal process like i was you know in theater you rehearse you know every scene to death so by the time you come on stage it's, it's second nature you just do it yeah and so especially like when i started um i would i would i would find the empty classroom at the college and i would just do my jokes to the wall like i was like it was a crowd yeah and so and then i would i would do that before every show you know so i had to leave leave home like an hour early and kind of go over the stuff and then I would go do the show that, that, that was the theater was heavily influenced on, you know, how I approach, uh, the stage. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fourth wall guy. Like I don't like, I prefer for the audience not to see me before the show. No, I, I want you to see, I want you to see me when I come out on stage, you know, you don't have time to size me up. You don't have time to think anything. It's like, bam, I'm here. I'm telling jokes. Yeah. You know? So, um, so I did, I did took that from it too. Um, uh, yeah. And just, just like, I think more so like on the act outs, you know, like when, they, you know, the jokes, when you try to act stuff out and you're trying to, you know, you're miming different stuff or, you know, moving, you know, when you're moving curtains by or whatever. I think all that that comes from kind of theater, because I, re- I remember doing doing theater in college. You would always have to have some kind of business you were doing, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you know, whether whether you're sitting there shucking corn or, you know, cleaning the dishes or whatever. Sure. They always like when you were doing the scene, they were like, you can't be sitting there doing nothing. You got to be doing something. You know, like uh, what is that? Uh, it like like uh, SVU, the uh, the the TV shows where they always just, you know the people are always doing something in the background when the police come to talk to them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you know they're they're unloading fish or whatever. You know, so, yeah, yeah so I think I, that's one of the biggest influences that theater had on, on my stand up. Did you ever um, dip your toe in like improv at all? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I did do some improv. Um, of course, you know, anytime you're taking acting classes, you know, you're always going to, you know, they're, they'll tell you, Hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to, this scene doesn't look right. Why don't we have y'all improvise, you know, this or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, so, and of course, you know, taking theater classes, um, you know, they, they have you do improv. So, um, so I always, uh, I did, uh, did a lot of that. And, uh, cause I actually, I taught theater for two years in high school. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I would always, and that was like one of the easy, that was one of the easiest things for the students to do. And they always liked to do it, you know, because it was a chance for them to get up in front of their friends and be silly or whatever. And, you know, they didn't have to prepare for it. So, um, so I would always throw in a couple of improv days, you know, where they would, you know, we just take turns. I throw out scenarios and scenes and the kids go out and act it up. You know, they get to have fun and laugh at each other, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's, that's definitely, uh, definitely something that you, you know, of course you're going to use it during stand up, you know, because you never know what's going to happen. You know, somebody somebody drops a plate, somebody breaks a table, you know, so it's like you always want to be prepared to deal with whatever happens. 
Yeah, and, and it seems like once you respond to that, that the audience immediately responds uh, yeah. positively. You know, if you yeah. call something out or, you know. Audience loves uh, spontaneous stuff. They love it when you do something that they know you didn't write. They're like, oh, there's no way you, you wrote that. You know, that was that was the spur of the moment. Just, yeah. you know, being quick, quick, quick with it, you know. At, at what point for you, Renard, did you break that fourth wall and start uh, engaging uh, the audience? Uh, I, I, well, I think, I, I think it's, yeah, I think after a while you, you I, I think the more you grow, you know, you just realize that, Hey, it's not a, um, um, you, 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 I, I think, you know, cause to, to an extent you're like, you may kind of get bored with your comedy. You're like, all right, look, this is just, it's just on the stage. Let me, yeah, let's talk about what happened. Let's just, let's talk about this man that just walked in here, uh, wearing a diaper. How about that? Let's, you know, so. <laughs> Mm. So it's like, yeah, and then I think like sometimes you, you know, if something that crazy happens, you have to address it. You know, um, I had a, a comedian tell me when I moved, when I was in L.A., mm-hmm. um, he told me something that he noticed about the microphone. Uh, it was kind of tilted, about to hang off. And he was like, hey, go up there and say something about that microphone and watch how the crowd reacts. So I said, OK, all right. So um, I went up there and talked about it and they just they fell out laughing. So I was like, OK, so it's, a lot of it is, is you know, because it comes from truth. You know, because if, if you're thinking it and the whole audience is thinking it, they're like, oh, my God, I was just thinking the same thing, you know. Yeah, and yeah. so they relate to that and they like that. So, yeah. So yeah, I think I think it's yeah, you just just be just be open to, you know, you, you, to, to talk to the audience sometimes. You know, sometimes you don't want to. Sometimes they're like really rowdy and drunk. And you're like, all right, that's not I'm not going to be asking a lot of questions tonight. I'm going to make, make all <laughs> statements. <laughs> what about Let's go the upsell now. What was uh, one of your worst experiences like with a heckler? Anything like that um, that you can recall? <laughs> worst one, because I've, I've been because I've been booed maybe three times in my my life. So see, yeah. that's so wild. I, I would never think that you would get booed. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not not recently. Like I, I yeah. this was like I was young in my career, so mm-hmm. it was just it was just lack of experience. I just didn't. I just wasn't. You know, I just didn't know enough to to handle the situation. So like you know that that you know the more you know, I, I hadn't had it happen in a long time, but uh, let me knock on some of this wood. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but, you, know, you, you look up tomorrow night, you're like, oh, man, you got booze last night? Oh, man, it's crazy. <laughs> man, if that happened, I'd feel so bad. It's like, yeah, I said that. I put that out there in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, probably one of the worst, man, I did. Uh, I went to Miami and they had this they had this club that, uh, there that other comics had told me about. And they were like, oh, my God, this room is horrible. They were like, somebody told me um, Cedric Entertainer had bombed in there. Wow. And uh, like some of these other, like Aerie Spears didn't have a good show there. So, so I'm like, I'm like, you know, and these guys are heavyweights. You know, they, yeah. all these guys are funny, funny. And so I'm like, if I'm like, if these guys aren't getting laughs, I'm like, this is going to be a tough room. So um, so they they I was supposed to do the improv in Fort Lauderdale. But when I got there, they were like, oh, we double booked it. The Wayans brothers are doing Fort Lauderdale, so they're like, "But we got another room you can do," and I'm like, "Oh my God, I, this is it's gonna be this room that everybody's telling me about." Mm-hmm. I, I believe, uh, I think, I think Mike James had done it too, mm-hmm. and um, and so I'm like, I'm not looking forward to this, but I'm like, I have to do this to get paid, so I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll see what happens. So I go out there and. It's, it's like a club, like people are there celebrating birthdays. So they're not really there for the comedy show. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, so like, there's a few people kind of sitting in the front row, and I'm on stage. I'm sitting. I'm eating it. They're not really laughing. And then I decided, hey, you know what? I'm a, I'm a roast this guy in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> so I, st- I, I, I throw a joke out at him, and then he's sitting there eating wings with his friends, and he's like, "Okay, man, yeah, just just go on back with your regular jokes, man." I, and he just puts his head down and goes back to eat wings. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, I, I tried to help you out, man. I tried to heckle you, but you you couldn't handle it. So, <laughs> yeah, just, just go back to go back to bombing with your regular stuff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that was that was not a great. <laughs> it was like it was bad. Like at the end of the night, the uh, the uh, the guy, the manager, or whatever of the club, you know, he had to pay me still, you know, because he was under contract under the people that he worked with. Mm-hmm. And you know, he gave me the money like you know I shouldn't pay you, right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> and uh yes, yeah, so I he didn't say that, but he was I, I'm sure he was taking it. So yeah, but uh yeah, that was that was definitely probably one of the one of the worst ones I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it stronger though. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but yeah, I think it, yeah, every experience you're like, you if you can learn something from it, you can, you know. I, Cause I, I took that. I was like, okay, let me, I need to get some, you know, some stronger, you know, comebacks and, you know, the st- stronger stage presence and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of really kind of, you know, get into it. And sometimes, sometimes it's, sometimes it's actually not you. Sometimes it is, you know, the place is not set up right. You know, uh, some, I mean, I mean, I got to one gig one time and uh, they, they had uh, uh, the, the, they had the, my, the microphone kind of set up on the back kind of side behind the audience. And I was like, yeah, so how is this going to work? Are y'all going to turn the chairs around? They were like, oh, the audience needs to be facing you? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. That, uh, that, <laughs> I'm like, that may help. You know, it's like, uh, I would like to be able to look at these people. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, you, know, you, know how, you know how it is. Like, people that, that don't do comedy on a normal basis, yeah. they don't, you, we take for granted that everybody knows what we know yeah. to make a show good. Yeah, you're you right. Know? Like, I, I was everybody talking to this guy. I talked to I'm talking to this bar owner uh, recently about starting a mic over here on uh-huh. the east side, and uh, he was so confused. He was excited, but he's like, um, "Is there a place I could go that I can see an example of this thing you're talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> can you show me this stand-up comedy thing that you're proposing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like I was, it kind of you know took me for a loop there for a second because yeah. I just assume. Like everybody's gone to a comedy club or everybody's seen yeah. this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, we assume that, hey, you know, we need, uh, you know, I've showed up to places. That I, I I went to one place and it was like in this big banquet hall and they had they had a big podium in the middle of the stage. And I'm like, okay, so where am I performing? And when are they going to move that podium out of the way? They're like, oh, no, you're just going to perform behind the podium. <laughs> Pastor. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, am I going to preach a sermon or <laughs> is this a roast? What's going on? <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, so it's like, you know, so, I, so I've learned over the years that, you know, if I'm doing a, an event outside of a comedy club, I have to be real specific about what I need. You know, I'm like, yeah, I need a, I need a microphone cord longer than two feet. Yeah, I need, <laughs> I would like to be able to move around, you know, whatever. You know, so I, I try to, uh, yeah, if it's not in a comedy club, I, I, you know, you have to be real strict and be like, hey, this is exactly what I need. Because if not, it, it could hinder the show. But Oh, my God. Yeah. Bernard, at what point, so 
at the time that you were doing mics and starting to build a little steam, I assume you start doing uh, shows locally and start doing out of town stuff. At what point for you did you think, huh? I think I could actually make make a run at this thing. Um, I think, uh, I I think really I think was when maybe maybe when I got to Chicago. Okay, and, I, and I, I moved to Chicago around about 2005, 2006. And um, so when I got there, you know, like the, I, I didn't really like the, 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 you know, the scene in Nashville was kind of small. There were maybe, there were maybe four or five actual, you know, working comics who were doing this. And um, uh, they were kind of doing it full time, you know, they were, but, but they were living it. So it was like, so that was kind of like, when I got to Chicago, I got around people who were like, they were for real, like living comedy life. They were doing, you know, I, they're, they're doing three and four shows a night. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this is what, this is what we're supposed to be doing. And then I, you know, I was around all these other, you know, great comics and I see them moving around. I'm like, oh man, okay. I think, you know, I feel like, I, you know, I'm gaining steam. I'm, I'm, I feel like my, my comedy was getting stronger. Um, Cause Chicago's a really great comedy city. It's, you know, it's a real, real, tough and grind city so it's like you you really have to step your game up when you get there uh because if not you you're gonna you know you fall by the wayside or they're they're gonna bump you off a lot of shows so um so it, it was really really good because it, it was like they, they the, the comics were just the competition was just so heavy you know it's like the time i was there it was like laurel was still there doing comedy uh Dion cole would pop up a lot animal birds was was still around doing a lot of stuff so, you know, so it's like you got a lot of funny people around you. So and, and then being in the atmosphere, too, you know, you're, you're getting to see a lot of great comics, sure, you know, man. on a regular basis. And so I was able to learn a whole, whole lot from them. And, uh, and then, you know, some of the some of the other guys were able to kind of you know, kind of took me under their wing and basically, you know, showed me what they knew about comedy. And then I just, you know, I took that, and just, you know, just try to ran with that. And then at a certain point, you you went from Chicago to L.A. for a little while, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah. you perform out there as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to L.A. Uh, L.A. was L.A. was uh, I, I felt um, I felt good coming there, especially from Chicago. Um, the, the, the Chicago comics had a really good reputation for being really good and polished, uh, you know, in, amongst the other comics in L.A. Um so, uh, so it was good. I, you know, I got to, I got to, I got to do all the major comedy clubs out there, uh, which is exciting. You know, it's always cool to, you know, you're at the comedy store, you're on the same stage that, you know, David Letterman was on or, or, uh, you know, Richard Pryor, you know, so, uh, that, that was real cool, you know, yeah. and you, you meet lots of other comics and all, all the, all the, you know, all the guys that you've been growing up watching on TV for years are there just hanging out, you know, and you're like, you're meeting all these guys and stuff. So that was cool. Um, uh, I, I I just moved out there at the wrong time. Like as soon as I got there, like the writer strike hit. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So everything, yeah, everything just kind of dried up. So it was like, I, cause I was I was gonna, you know, I was planning on uh, doing some sub teaching and 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 uh, really doing a lot of just extra work. Um, yeah. Because they had, they had, you know they they had so much production going on out there, you could work as a professional extra pretty much every day of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and pull in a hundred bucks or so. And so that's what I was going to do. And I, I got I, I worked on a couple sets and stuff. But uh, after the writer strike hit, uh, they every every all the descriptions of what they were looking for got so specific. It was like, you know, it's like they, nobody fit this. You know, they're like, hey, we need a we, we need we need an Asian guy who's really good on the skateboard. 
uh, who knows how to do, uh, <laughs> who knows how to street brawl and a UFC fight. <laughs> and uh, he has to have orange hair. I'm like, who is even fitting these roles? <laughs> like, oh, John, John over there. He's got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it, it, so that was, you know, so it was like, it was, it was, you know, and it was really expensive to be out there. So, uh, so I, I, I stayed out there as long as I could. And then I, I decided, I was like, you know what, it's, it's, uh, but I, I really, I was going to keep staying. Um, but, uh, it's actually, I was talking to my mom and she kind of, kind of snapped me out of it because, because LA kind of gives you that LA said, puts that in your head that, Hey man, you just stay out here one more week, one more yeah. month, your big break's coming. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, Cause you know, and, and there are people that get that break, you know, in a year or a month or whatever. So, um, but I was like, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't coming. And then the bills were piling up and, uh, the credit card, uh, company was, was going to kidnap me soon. So if I, if I kept writing that bill up, so it's like a like, gambling you know, addiction, right? It's, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. this next one's going to pay off this next one. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I was like, nah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna come back. And, uh, you know, like I, I, my, my, my feeling about it was if it's, if it's meant for me to go back out there, I'll go, you know, if not, I won't, you know, so, uh, but, but I, I was just glad I had the opportunity to go. Um, cause I'm one of those people that I, I can't, I can't live knowing what if, you know, so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Even if I, even if I go do something and fail, I just want to at least, you know, I, I'm glad I had the opportunity and, and to go try it. And, uh, and then I, I made a lot, a lot of friendships, a lot of good people. Uh, I got, a, I got, I got really kind of, kind of really stemming from that. That's how I got to open up for Kevin Hart one time, you know, through a yeah. relationship I made in LA. So, so, uh, yeah, so I, 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 you know, I'm grateful for the experience and, you know, all the people I met and everything I learned while I was there. So. Sure, man. And so then you came back to Nashville and I'm, I assume you just started, you start working right away or did you have yeah, to re- rebuild some relationships. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, 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 cause I would still come back to, I, I, yeah. Cause it was like the, the, the bills and stuff was so expensive being LA, LA. I was still coming back to Nashville and to Chicago, like every couple of months to do shows to, to make money, you know, to, to face bills. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I, you know, I kind of kept the relationships in Nashville. Um, and, um, so, so when I came back to Nashville, it was like, you know, I was used to being in Chicago and Atlanta and doing, you know, three and four shows and they, they did shows everywhere, you know, their coffee shops, it didn't matter. They were, you know, everybody was just hungry to get on stage and, and do it and network and all that, all that type of stuff. So, um, when I got back, I was just like, um, you know, that cause we, we didn't really have a lot of independent comedy rooms in Nashville. Um, when I, when I, uh, when I left, so, you know, cause you had a, you had a bar car, which was a, was an open mic and you had, you know, Zanius was doing their thing. And then you had the, uh, um, um, did they, I can't remember when they did that. They, yeah, they, like, so they, they were, they were pretty much open mics for the locals. And so I, I when I came back, I was like, I was like, I'm let's, let's get to work. I'm like, I gotta, I went, I, I found a bar, uh, uh, the corner bar on Elliston place. And, um, cause we actually, we went, we went to, uh, we went to the gold rush to have a meeting okay. about maybe trying to, you know, figure out where and how we can move forward and get some comedy spots. And, um, but we wanted a pitcher of beer and gold rush didn't sell pictures. So we walk over to the, to, uh, to, uh, the corner bar and I think they had pictures. So we, we sat in there and I looked up, I'm like, Oh, wait a minute, you got a stage in here. So I was like, Hey, where's the manager? And so the manager comes out. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm a comedian, man. These are my comedian friends. I'm like, hey, would you be interested in having a comedy show here? And so he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So why don't you come in like in a couple of days? Let's set up a meeting and uh, we'll, we'll talk and see if we can't make it happen. So so he gave, he gave me like a small budget and uh, 
And uh, I, I was able to get a couple of a couple of my comedian friends from out of town to pull some favors. They came in and headlined for me, and and uh, that it, it that that uh that night would just turned out to be a really good night, you know. So, um, and uh, yeah. So after that, I was like, you know, that's, that's I was like ready to work, you know. So, and then uh, I guess a little bit after that, I, I well, I was I was still traveling at that point too. You know, I was still doing doing some stuff in the Midwest and stuff. And then uh, after that, I was. I, I started to, you know, just, you know, it's more, more snowballing, you know, more, more relationships, more shows. So. Yeah, man. And, and, and all of this thing, man, what, what stands out in your mind? What's been like one of your big highlights? Uh, yeah. Big highlights. Uh, probably, man, probably like, um, I'm saying, of course, you know, opening for Kevin Hart, that was great. Um, uh, when I, I, I did the deaf comedy jam auditions, uh, as, Zane, huh. oh. as a young comic. And uh, that was like, that's probably one of the most electric nights I've ever experienced. Like I was like, at, at the time it was me and another comic named uh, uh, Kevin Renegade uh, Green. And we were the only guys in the green room, in the in the club who had not been on TV and not been on Comic View or Def Jam. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so we're just there. And like, like Zanies is so packed. It's like pe- people are standing on the the steps going up. Uh, up, up both stale rays. Like, I don't, I don't think they even allow that anymore. <laughs> they, probably, they probably didn't back then, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, that, that's, a, that, that's the most packed I've ever seen Zanies ever. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I looked, uh, they, they bought the list out and uh, they had me up, going up first. And I'm like, oh, man. And so, uh, but, you know, it ended, up, it ended up being working to my advantage because, like, when I went up, they were, they were so ready and so had so much energy. I went up and did my, little six or six or seven minutes or whatever it was. And, yeah. and I was, I was, I was on a high, <laughs> you know, especially as a young comic, you know, cause I didn't, I, I didn't, you know, I knew, I knew some of these guys, but you know, it was, it was great to be on the same stage that those guys that, at, that who were at that level, you know, cause I yeah, was, man. these were guys I, I, I grew up watching, you know, on comic view and uh, comedy central and stuff like that. So, man, I love Def Comedy Jam. I would, I would, my grandparents had HBO, you know, so I would just stay there every weekend and that was yeah. one of the shows I never missed. And you're right, man. <laughs> the energy in that in that crowd was so electric, man. Like every week, you know, yeah. they just lost their mind. And I just loved it because every comic, one hundred percent of the comics came out. The first thing they did was be like, "Look at this white dude over here." <laughs> 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 and like they yeah. always planted the white guy like right there by the stage, you know. And he's just like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah, because yeah, they they had those hosts that would that would go into anybody too. You know, with Martin Lawrence and all that. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so fun, man. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was the later time, man. Renault, I, man. I, love, I love that time. I think the 90s and the 80s were like, you know, two of my favorite comedy eras, too. Comedy eras. What? Yeah. That, that leads me about to my one of my final questions there, man. Like, uh, I've been doing this lately. Uh, comic seems like it. If you had a Mount Rushmore of comedians, man, what, what's Renard's uh, top four? Oh, my top four. I must okay. I'm gonna I'm say got got to have Richard in there. Yeah. Um. Mm, let's see. Uh, it's, it's, it's another guy named K Dub. I think he's real hilarious. Um. Let's see who else I like. I like I like uh yeah probably I say Chappelle and oh uh, uh maybe Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, man. You know, I yeah, just I like, I like. last week I was hanging out with my nephew. He's like 11. You know, that, he's just that perfect, impressionable, 
you know, mm-hmm. preteen age. And I, I was like, you know what? Let's watch Back to School. You know, yeah. and, and he had no concept of Rodney Dangerfield. And I think yeah. he got a kick out of it, man. I think he, yeah, about halfway through it, you know, you, you can see it click in his eyes. Yeah. He got it. You know, it's like, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's goofy. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I just recently downloaded some of his albums on my Amazon. I was like, you know, it's like this, that stuff is still, you know, funny, man. I, even Dave Attell. Dave Attell is one of my favorites. Yeah, for sure, um, man. He's he's one of my, you know, he's he's one of the guys that like, he was like one of the, one of the, he was one of my favorite Comedy Central specials that I've seen. I went to see uh, a tell, you know, when he came through last time and uh, it was my birthday. And like, you know, I did the thing that comics are supposed to do. And I sat as close as I could, you know, sure enough, you know, he roasted me both shows, you know, and I loved it. (laughs) And and I saw him afterwards, you know, and and he's just like, Hey man, why are you sitting so close? What are you depressed? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have the heart to tell him I was a a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, man, real quick with it. I, uh, I, I got a chance to see him one time. He came, to do zanies and uh it was around the time he was doing insomniac you remember that that oh, tv yeah. show yeah, yeah that, was, that so, was one of my favorites yeah so you know he's going out every night he's taking shots he's wilding out you know everything so i'm like I, you know i asked the club people i was like hey can i can i go back and meet him and so they're like yeah yeah you can come back and so I, I i came and you know i'm expecting this crazy party to be going on and he's he's just sitting in the room he's got his legs crossed he's sipping on some coffee he's like hey how you doing man david <laughs> <laughs> like, where's the party? What happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm expecting naked women hanging from the chandelier when I walked in. I know, right? You're kind of nervous. You're getting there. Oh, this is just like somebody's uncle or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but real, real nice dude, real funny dude. You know, so I was like, hey, you know, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we can't, we can't, we can't keep it on uh, 24 hours a day. I'm like, yeah, you got, you got to, you got to relax at some point. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> man. For sure. You know, I talk about insomniac in college. I, uh, um, I love that show, but the college I went to, ironically, was in a dry county, you know, over in Arkansas. And uh, but they had things where you could uh, email, send an email to uh, Dave through Insomniac. And they were giving away like the winner would like get Dave to come to your town, you know, and party. So I tried to give him an argument to come to this dry county. <laughs> come party with us. I never heard back from him, but, you know, <laughs> I wonder I why. Because I, I guess that's not a. That's not a requirement, the alcohol, I guess, like, as long as, because he was looking for stuff to do kind of after dark. Right, right. Yeah, you want to go go eat, you know, like, just yeah. some weird places. and Yeah, cause I remember yeah. one time he was in New Orleans, and he ended up on the boat, like, shooting Nutria with the camera <laughs> or something. I was like, what? <laughs> I remembered his uh, uh, Nashville episode, too, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty finally back then as well, before I lived yeah, here. You I, I, was, I, was, I was, you know what, I found him that night. Cause I, cause oh, did he you? Came, you know, he was stopping, yeah, because when he, when he did the show, he uh one time he came in and he did he did he did a spot he didn't headline it he just came in and did like a ten minute something and and left and so I'm like huh I was just, I was just guessing I'm like man where would he be and I was like I bet he's on Broadway so I was like let me because so I just jumped in my car I went downtown and I, I sure enough they, his whole camera crew was following him walking down Broadway oh wow did you yeah, uh, like, get a chance to say anything to him. Uh, yeah, I did. I, did. I, I walked, you know, I was like, hey, man, enjoyed your set tonight. This ain't his man. Really hilarious, man. You know, love the show. And he's like, oh, thanks so much, man. You know, so. But uh, now get out of my camera view. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You're in my good lighting. <laughs> Security. Get this extra out of here. <laughs> yeah. Using the back shucking corn. I'm fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Bruno, I got one more question for you, man. And again, I appreciate you. Hanging out with us. Uh, before I ask, uh, let the people know where they can find you online, man. 
yeah, so you can check me. Uh, you can find me online, uh, www.renardcomedy.com. That's my website. Uh, I'm at Renard Comedy on Twitter. Um, uh, Renard Comedy on Snapchat. Uh, yeah, Renard Comedy on Instagram. So, um, yeah, so just follow me up. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'll hopefully be coming to a city near you at some point. There it is. Yeah. One more question, man. Being the theater guy, and I know you had to have monologues. Do you have no. a monologue that you still have memorized to this day? Uh, no, well, no, not really. I still have the, <laughs> I still have the rock thing memorized. I don't have, I don't have it. Oh, you know what? I do have one. I do have one uh, that I memorized in theater class. Uh-huh. And, uh, would you want me to do that one? No, you got to do it. You, I just wonder what. It, <laughs> I ain't trying to make you run bits or anything. You know, I, I just wonder what it was. Oh yeah, I, you know what? It was, it was just a. It was a, it was like a, a quick monologue that the teacher had. Everybody had to memorize and you had to come up and do it. And it was just about this. Uh, it, OK, yeah, it, it was about this guy. Let's see. It may be better. But I, I'll just do it. How about that? Hey, there we go. Bernard Hurst, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and scene. All right. Uh, <laughs> that you're looking for something that isn't there, Gene. You're looking for a mother's love and a father. See, mothers are soft and yielding. Fathers are hard and rough to teach the way of the world, which is mean, which is selfish and prejudice. I've always been grateful to him for what he did to me, kicking me out. It taught me a marvelous lesson, and I'm grateful to him. I'm grateful as hell to him. And sing. Woo, man, I'm about to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, my, that, was, that was one of my favorite bylaws to do, so I, I end up, I made uh, I, I I made my brother. I was like, "Hey, you're you know you're Gene." I used to call him Gene all the time. Nice. And like there was, yeah. So I was like, all, all, all my friends who took the adding class, they were all Gene. So <laughs> I was like, like "Look, you need to get your life together, Gene." Oh, I love that. I'm gonna start calling you Gene, man. <laughs> I'll you take Gene. it. I'll be Gene. I'll be, yeah, I'm Gene too. So it's, uh, it's all. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're 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 now part of the Gene circle. Gene That's right. Circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I dig it, man. Renard, thank you so much, man. Have fun this weekend. Uh, at the Looney Bin over in KC, OKC. Yeah, got and, uh, OKC, and, and, uh, and, and yeah, I don't know when it's coming out, but I'm in Tulsa next week. So, okay, if you miss me in OKC, catch me in Tulsa, and then I'll, I'm coming, coming back. I'm, I'm, back. I know I'm at, at Zany's uh, July 21st. So, headline, come through right? here and see that. Yeah, yeah, I got my little headlining show. So, first, first time uh, headlining Zany's. So, I love that man. I, come on if, out. If I'm in town, man, I'll definitely be there. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do it up. Hell yeah! Thanks for now for hanging out, man. We'll see you soon. All right. All right. Definitely, man. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. And there it was, guys. Thanks for now for hanging out, man. Be sure to check Renard out, man. He's headlining Zanies. July 21st, right? Get your tickets now at nashville.zanies.com. As always, thanks for following and thanks for listening to The Badum Ching with Carl, man. Now on most platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Sky's the Limit, man. Click that like, click that subscribe, give us that review, let us know how we're doing. And like I said before, man, we got merch. So hook it up. Send me an email. CR3comedy at gmail.com. Get yours today. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. See you later.